Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Well, this is fun to do once again after we took a little bit of time off the natural history of cannabis here on the cannabis 101 podcast and i am joined by the natural histories chris ionson who is uh, all over the place uh, touring alberta spreading the great word of natural history and the natural history of cannabis and uh, chris great to chat with you after a couple of weeks away yeah, Dino. Uh, yeah, great to chat with you too, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, I love doing this with you, buddy. Um, and like you said, it's it's very very true. I have been all over Alberta, uh, just meeting all kinds of new people, and uh, uh, yeah, spreading the good word of natural history and atlas. It's been a lot of fun. Excellent. Uh, what we're gonna do, and what what we try to do, if you're just if this is the first time you're tuning in, is uh, we explore what the history of cannabis is from you know different cultivars to uh, different breeders to uh, different people that had an impact uh, on the cannabis world. Whether that's uh, you know uh, uh, Charlotte's Web uh, and that terrific story that we told last time, or some of the great breeders that we've done. But this time, I think it's kind of cool what we're doing. And we're we're just under a month away from one of the biggest days uh, on the calendar when it comes to cannabis. So kind of giving the people a chance that they can flex their cannabis knowledge. They can learn about the history of 420 on this show. And then when 420, which is April 20th, comes around, they can flex that knowledge and impress their buddies. So I'm looking forward to kind of telling people here on episode seven what the origins of 420 are, because it's, it you know, depending on where you go, what time of uh, the the space-time continuum you're on, you can get a different story. Like, there is a lot of stories. The one common thing is that people know uh, 420 uh, to, they, they, you know, put it together with weed, no matter what. If you say 420, there's not a lot of other things you can really be talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I, I think for me, too, you know, 420 has been kind of like a secret code. You know, where someone will say like, uh, you know, they'll mention 420 and look to me and see if I react. And if I don't react to it, I don't know what 420 means. I, chances are I don't consume cannabis. But if, if 420 pops up and I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> there's that kind of unspoken word of, okay, this person's down. Do you think <laughs> it's still like a secret code? Like, I, I don't think 420 is much of a secret anymore. Like, if there's kids out there that are using 420 to try to trick people, I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very true, man. I guess that was more my, my upbringing. But, uh, but yeah, I think uh, we should definitely talk about the origins of, of 420. Uh, today in my travels in stores, I, I talked to about 15 folks in stores and asked them, hey, do you know the origins of 420? And one guy uh, had it right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we got to let, let some folks know. I'm sure some people do know uh, the origins, but uh, I think we should get into it. Well, let's first, before we get into, you know, like the, the origin story, of where it actually came from let's talk about some of the things that are not for code for 420 or, yeah. or some of the things that 420 does not mean because there's there's a bunch of mis listen you know it's not like uh cannabis has been legal for you know 
thousands of years and there's like lots of uh of a guidebook or anything it's been a illegal product and is illegal in most of the places of the world so there's a lot of myths when it comes to 420 out there yeah absolutely buddy um i think with with 420 there's there's some pretty good ones and and these ones actually got brought up from people today when i asked them oh cool um some, some folks would think that it's it's a police code for when someone is smoking uh cannabis so you know police officers be like we've got a 420 in progress there's a couple, <laughs> you know uh that is not true <laughs> uh nor is it the uh number of chemicals in cannabis you know, there's 420 individual chemicals. Uh, it's actually 312. 312 is the magic number. That's um, a number that should be more popular then. Like that, I could see using that as code. Like if you wanted to use a code for cannabis that nobody is going to be talking about, 312 would be a good one because 420 gets all the attention. 312 just slides by with all the weed. <laughs> uh, yes, it does. Uh, there, there is an LP uh, out of Alberta. They are called 312 Pure. Yes. Uh, that's the, the pool boy brand. So they, they, they did catch that. Uh, but yeah, I think 312 is a little bit underused. You're right, man. Um, another common misconception, this is one I actually hadn't heard of until, you know, doing a little bit of research, but there's a, a Bob Dylan song, uh, and it's called, uh, rainy day woman number 12 and 35. Mm, great song. And it, yeah. Um, and it's a song where everybody must get stoned. Uh, and if you do the math, uh, if you take 12 and you times it by 35, it gives you 420. So some people are like, everyone Ooh. must get stoned, 420. I, that's what it is. It's a secret cannabis code. You know, uh, Not true. Yeah, I, I, listen, <laughs> I'm not the biggest, um, you know, I don't know everything about uh, Bob Dylan, but what I do know about Bob Dylan is that sounds like that's way too far of, uh, of uh, <laughs> something he would do. Like, that sounds like it's just yeah. a coincidence. That sounds like it's way too much work for Bob Dylan to put into a song. I, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe someday Bob Dylan will tell that story, but that just, I don't know. Like it's, it's neat and it and it's the the numbers add up or you know when when you do the the uh the math but it just i just can't see that yeah right <laughs> uh and then, and then some folks have said too that it's uh bob marley's birthday that it's his death day uh, hmm. neither of those are true uh however uh it is the birthday of some interesting people uh adolf hitler uh being one of them um Napole napoleon as well um, and then we got uh, a little bit more like positive. We got some Luther Vandross in there uh, and Andy Serkis, uh, the guy who plays Golem on the Lord of the Ring movies. He's a 420 baby. Wow. Like, you know, and, and listen, weed doesn't make everybody calm, but look, that I, I didn't need to know that Adolf Hitler was born on 420. Like, <laughs> that, that's unfortunate that, that I have to hear that. But listen, putting yeah. on some Luther Vandross on 420 could be fun. I, I could see that. Yeah, or, you know, precious. Maybe Golem <laughs> would have been <laughs> a little bit less addicted to gold and, and rings if he would have had some nice blunts. Yeah, no doubt, right? <laughs> oh, man. So, okay, so there there are some of the ways that, uh, or some of the myths about 420. It's not police code. We have a 420 in progress. It doesn't have, uh, to our knowledge, anything to do with Bob Dylan's song or Bob Marley's birth or death or or anything like that. Uh, it does mean, you know, you want to get high. 420, people look at it. Like, if you're getting high at 420 on April 20th of 2020, you are really committed. Like, that was one day that we all got to get high. Now it's, you know, two, 2022. Uh, you know, when you see 420 on the clock, are you thinking 
hey, I should hit one right now? Like, is it is it something that goes through your mind even today after all the years of cannabis? Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> I guess for me and my, my lifestyle, uh, very cannabis heavy in my life. Uh, I'll, I'll be texting with friends, and if it happens to be 420 when I'm texting, I'll say, hey, happy 420. <laughs> what are you smoking on? Um, and, you know, if I'm ever, like, uh, you know, on a trip uh, and – you know, someone brings up that it's 420. We'll, we'll, you know, okay, let's let's find a joint and smoke it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I think it still kind of holds true for, I guess, people like me for sure. That's cool. I, you know, I used to, for whatever reason, um, I used to find myself high at 121. And you know, keep in mind, I was doing a cannabis podcast, so you know, smoking weed during the day was a, was a common thing. For, for I have my own personal four twenty. It was like I, every time I seemed to be looking at the clock, it was always the same time. It was like one twenty one, and I couldn't. It was such such a weird thing. Uh, but you know, now now I see four twenty, and I think, geez, I wish I didn't have so much work to do. <laughs> Because I'm usually pretty busy at that time, so I don't actually get to unless I'm on some sort of vacation or something like that. So I do miss the 121 and the 420 days. But let's dive into what the actual story and the actual origin story of 420. So so take us down this fun path. Yeah, so it, it started back in 1971, um, all the way back. So that's over 50 years ago. Uh, in Marin County, California. And there was a high school there. It was called the San Rafael High School. Mm. And uh, and it, that kind of ties in with uh, the brand that we have in, in market today, San Rafael. Yeah. Uh, and they also they all go by San Rafael 71. And it, it's just a, a nod to this story. Uh, and so there was a group of five friends, um, and they called themselves the Waldos. And um, How come, why the Waldos? Yeah, because uh, there was a wall in in the middle of their campus uh, that they would sit on, and as you know, class would get out, and and this this you know huge uh, field area would kind of populate. They would kind of make fun of people as they as they came by, and kind of imitate and do voices, just try to make each other laugh and, and crack up. Uh, so, so sitting on the wall, they they coined the name the Waldos. So it's kind of like the the basement scene for that 70s show right like they're basically their <laughs> yeah. basement circle that they did on that 70s show yeah. was the wall you know and I don't, I don't know it's it's it on campus so i'm not sure if they were actually sparking up but that's where they just would go to hang out and laugh and yeah. the the start of their adventures began at the wall so they were the waldos yeah totally and, and the the group too uh, it was comprised of a very eclectic set of members um they were all, all kind of different in their own ways you know uh, they were motivated, creative, active boys. Uh, there were some jocks. There was a nerd. There was, you know, they, it wasn't just like oh, a one one core group. And I think that's important in mentioning. Uh, and their names were uh, Larry, Dave, Steve, Mark, and Jeffrey. Hmm. Uh, really cool. And it sounds like there was a little bit of everything, like you said, some some athletes, uh, some real academics, uh, some some comedians. And that's probably why they they were so popular uh, and, and, and gelled so well. And, and, you know, why this terrific story uh, came out of it. It wouldn't be that much of a fun story if they were all a bunch of bullies in high school. It would be a terrible story. Uh -huh. Speaking of Jeffries, we're going to touch on this later. But quickly, what are the new blunts from natural history like the Jeffries? <laughs> They're amazing. Yeah, our new one gram blunt we just uh, just dropped uh, last week on on Thursdays and Fridays. I, I tracked some down in some stores and uh, slapped hard. Uh, 
brought one out to a, uh, a birthday party. A good friend of mine just turned 40 uh, and I've been smoking with him for over 20 years now. And, uh, brought out a Jeffrey, passed it around. And then about 20 minutes later, and we were outside kind of uh, under a tent and there was like a fire table, uh, but everyone had their jackets on. It was a little cold too. There was blankets and, and old Randy's uh, just sitting outside of the tent in a t-shirt, uh, just chilling. And I go over and I say, Hey, what's up, man? Are, are you doing okay? And he said, that, that Jeffrey messed me up. And I was like, Holy crap. And he's like, I was just, I got really hot for a second. So I had to take my jacket off. And uh, it was just awesome to see. Um, yeah, with the, with the Jeffrey, we've been, our, our, our master growers kind of seeked out some, uh, you know, tremendous bud to kind of do the name justice. We, we found some eight bulk kush that, uh, mm. you know, it's almost 3% terps and, uh, it's, it's just heavy effect of, uh, super nice. Awesome. Big fan of the Jeffrey. Quickly for <laughs> anybody that might be tuning in, not familiar, uh, just give us a rundown of what terpenes are and why, you know, I know natural history values them and, and, and why people should dive into terpenes. Yeah, so uh, terpenes are aromatic oils they uh, secrete from the cannabis glands, and they make your uh, bud uh, smell and taste a certain way. Um, with that, though, there's also effects that are associated with, with terpenes. So uh, tracking down some cannabis that's got a higher percentage in terpenes uh, definitely matters. I think uh, anything 2% is nice. Anything over 2%, I've, I've seen stuff. Uh, as high as 5%, uh, and when you smoke it, uh, just very flavorful. When you smell the cannabis, it just, the whole room is consumed with that smell. Um, and, and personal preference here, Dino, I would rather have a 15% THC, mm-hmm. you know, 4% terps over uh, a 25% THC and like 1% terps. Like, yeah, I'm with you. All, all day. So uh, definitely a big thing. And then with terpenes too, there's, oh God, there's a bunch. Uh, over 100 that we associate with cannabis. Um, and and they, they offer different flavors. Uh, limonene is kind of going to be a citrus. Uh, and it's typically an uplifting uh, type of terpene that can be associated with uh, a lot of sativa dominant uh, cultivars. But Again, with cannabis, things can you know mix up with quite a bit. And, uh, but uh, terpenes are definitely something worth checking out. If, if you're listening to the show and you're like, what, what, what are terpenes? Look into them. Check them out. Google them. Uh, talk Ask to your bartenders in yeah. store. Yeah. No doubt, right? Because uh, there's you know there's numerous guys in stores that you know I'm trying to tell them about what I think is a great product when they ask me, and they say, well, that THC is not high enough for me. I've been smoking weed since before you were born, buddy. And I'll say, well, like, what's your favorite terpene? And I'm like, what, what, what's a terpene? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's let's talk here. As soon as you let them know about that, and and people kind of look into it. And I think too, there are people that seek out certain terpenes uh, for certain effects. You know, I, I like, uh, you know, caryophylline uh, quite a bit. I know you do too, Dino. Mercine mm-hmm. uh, nice and heavy. Um, and I think too, it's it's a combination of terpenes too that will kind of give you that nice flavor as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it shouldn't be noted terpenes are in a lot of plants too, n- not just cannabis, yeah. but if you're a, if you're a green thumb, uh, you probably know about that. Okay, great. I like to just give out some, uh, some more knowledge other than just the history that we do. Now let's get back, no uh, to the Waldos and where cannabis comes in with the Waldos. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, uh, the Waldos, they, they love their cannabis that they consumed regularly, uh, and, and they were known to go out on, on their Waldo safaris. Uh, and these, these are like their, their stoned adventures. Um, couple, couple that I read about, uh, one time they went, ended up at a, a laboratory full of scientists at 1am and these scientists were working on a hologram city. 
and mm. the Waldos stumbled in and started asking these guys a lot of questions. And the scientists actually got excited because someone was interested in something that what they were doing. So they they made a whole evening of it, and and everyone had a good good laugh. Uh, I also read that the um, the Golden Gates Bridge had uh, some safety netting um, to catch people if they fell, and uh, and the boys would use that as like a trampoline uh, for fun. So so uh, all kinds of you know fun little stories there. The the laboratory story. That sounds awesome. Like that, that yeah. you know, if, if I'm like in high school and one in the morning and I come across a laboratory where they're working on holograms, I'm definitely digging that. The Golden yeah. Gate Bridge story, not so much fun <laughs> using that as a trampoline as the safety netting. I mean, that's just dumb. Yeah. I, I got it. Sorry. I got to say, Waldo, that is that is a bad idea. And you you know what? You should not be using safety netting as a trampoline, whether you're high or not. That's just a bad, that's bad idea genes, as Saturday Night Live once said. But it sounds like they had adventures. I mean, who hasn't, uh, especially early on, uh, you know, my my early use of, of cannabis, you know, going for walkabouts and being out in the woods and camping, nothing got better than that. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I, yeah. I, I've also got many hilarious stone stories of just doing stupid things when we were, we were younger, you know. Um <laughs> But just things that you, you, you know, things that you might not think were going to be a whole lot of fun when you were not stoned and then you're getting high and doing it and thinking, this is the best walk I have ever had. Like those are sort of the things that you're, you're, you know, it might be just a normal walk in the woods, but you're with your buddies. It's a cool time or something. And you got some great weed. I mean, that, that stuff are, are memories that, you know, even though I was high, I will keep forever. Yeah, same here, man. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and, and so let's go back to the story here. Uh, one of the Waldos, Steve, uh, he was given a map uh, that apparently led to a top secret cannabis grow that some Marines uh, had started up. And uh, they had got too scared to finish the crop and go chop it down. So they made a map. And somehow Steve, one of the Waldos, got his hands on it. So that turned into a Waldo safari mission. Uh, and, and the boys would, they would meet up at, on their campus there, they had a, a Louis Riel statue, uh, and their kind of game plan whenever they were going to go search for that treasure hunt, uh, is they'd meet at that, at statue at 4.20 PM and just the timing worked out after school let out, allowed them to do whatever they needed to do. But Hey, we all meet at 4.20 at this statue. Uh, they would smoke some bud, uh, and hit the road for adventure, um, and, and on days when they were planning to go for these excursions in, in school and in the hallways, uh, they'd walk past each other and say, 420 Louis. And the other guy would be like, yeah, 420 Louis. 420 Louis, 420 Louis. And it was, it was 420 Louis to start. Uh, and they ended up dropping the Louis and just making it 420. Uh, and, and it was so, their own secret language that no one had any idea what they meant. Yeah. <laughs> and see, that's when it was a secret language. And, and like yeah, mm-hmm. when we were growing up, it was still a secret language. Like, I don't think you could get away walking down the hallway of a school saying 420 without somebody knowing what the hell yeah, you're talking now. about now. But back then everybody was like, what are these guys talking about? 420. Well, and yeah. they could get away with it. And, and you know, that, that's pretty cool. I mean, they, these guys had their own group their own code their own little world basically and and now they've got a treasure map like i don't know if it looked like a pirate treasure map or what what it kind of looked like or you know like one of them has to have this map somewhere like that would be that would sell for a lot at like a pothead's auction 
Yeah. You know what? I, I don't think that the map is still around. Because wow. uh, I, I checked out the like Waldo's 420 website and they actually have like documented like evidence that they, they coined the term because a lot of people disputed it. Sure. Um, and I didn't see the maps uh, like in there because you're right. I, God, I would love to see that map. You know, and, like was it hand drawn and, uh, as like go here, do this, twenty miles, or I like I just I'm trying to think of like of well, I've only ever seen treasure maps on pirate movies, so that's the only thing I really have to yeah. go off of. So I just wonder. So did they like did they did they reach their goal and have pot heaven or what? Yeah. So they, they never did find the grove. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, but you know, the story lives on and, and 420 has become such a huge part of, of cannabis culture. It's been, it's been said for over 50 years now. Well, um, you know, you maybe, know. maybe the, the treasure is, is us talking about it now. And, and the fact that, you know, maybe there like, do you even, I wonder if there ever was a grow up that, that was this mystery or was it some guy playing a prank on these guys? Cause yeah. they knew that they loved pot, but you know what? The joke is on that guy because 420 is so massively popular. Now maybe the, the treasure map actually is the fact that 420 has become, like you said, you know, the, main thing of cannabis culture and the main reference the one thing that every because everybody calls weed something different but if you say 420 and you have any kind of history with weed you know exactly what they're talking about yeah yeah legit <laughs> for sure and uh and with it too like it, it, the the 420 dean it, it carried on right and and it, it started at the high school first and and there were there were younger brothers and kind of the next generations of smokers. They were using the term 420, uh, but things really took off when uh, Waldo Dave, uh, his brother, toured with the uh, Grateful Dead as a roadie. Hmm. And uh, the Grateful Dead was on a tour, and they had just wrapped on a tour uh, and kind of shut down the tour. And and Phil Lesh, uh, a member of the Grateful Dead he was in a different band and he'd started up a new festival, like a new tour with a bunch of kind of smaller bands. And he, uh, and Dave, Waldo David ended up being a roadie on, on this tour. So it wasn't a Grateful Dead specifically touring, but, um, and, and so Dave came out and, and they were smoking cannabis, uh, you know, at, all the time. And, and with le like cannabis legends, like, uh, Phil Lesh, David Crosby and Terry Haggerty. Um, and, and the, the story 420 was kind of echoed throughout, these musicians, these roadies, uh, and the general public, and it was you know a traveling road show that was kind of taking the story of 420 to town to town to town, and eventually the musicians would say to the crowd, "Hey, do you guys know what to do at 420?" And people in the crowd were like, "What?" And they'd be like, "Smoke weed." Mm. You know, it, the, the message was kind of getting shared. Um, you know, and I, I also think uh, you know this was around the time too where the whole 4:20 a.m. or p.m. would have started in in my kind of educated guess there, uh, you know, with the band where it'd be like they're yeah. still up. It's 4:20 in the morning. Hey, we're gonna light a joint. Hey, it's still 4:20. Um, you know, and um, you know, I can't do those double 4:20 days anymore. I used to be able to hit both 4:20s in my younger days, but I don't think I'd be able to do unless I slept until like three o'clock. And then got up, did 420 and like a wake and bake <laughs> or something. But you know, like how you describe that as, you know, you, you start on tour with the Grateful Dead, 
then you're getting guys like Crosby and Haggerty. And then the message is just getting passed organically. Like there's no commercials on TV that say, yeah. have you had your 420 today? Go out and smoke weed from blah, blah, weed. <laughs> like it was just like, hey, it's organic. The way cannabis is in general. I mean, the cannabis industry, and I've said it for a long time, or the cannabis culture is all about kind of paying it forward. We've we've talked about that with some of the cultivars, about giving away the the, the seeds for free uh, so it just populates the world. And, and the message of 420 started organically as well. Um, you know, and not to mention that, you know, a, a band finishes and then they're hitting the road, they're probably still up driving, smoking weed at 4.20 a.m. Yep, yep, right? That's how I see it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and another thing, too, while, while this all that was happening, uh, one of the original editors for High Times magazine was around for that. Oh, and so he was catching the story, too, and all of a sudden it was going into the High Times magazine, and you started seeing more 4.20 artwork, and, and you know, it, it translated into... Uh, the 20th day of the fourth month, you know, April 20th is, you know, you know, national cannabis day or whatever you want to call it. But uh, and it's all due to these five guys meeting at a statue at 4:20 PM after school and calling it, you know, huh, the Waldos. That, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. So we, we kind of talked about 4:20 being still special to, to, to both of us. Um, do, you know, 4:20 on April 20th. Do you think that is when there is the most amount of weed consumed globally at once? Like it has to be, right? Like people that don't even smoke weed probably are just, you know, don't smoke woke weed a lot are are celebrating. Like that has to be if you could somehow measure it at 4:20 on April 20th. Like the the yeah. amount of weed smoke in the air must be massive. Yeah, I would love to. I wonder how they would do that, like global cannabis consumption. Um, but you were right. I think that, yes, 4.20 p.m. on the 20th day of April uh, is probably when there's the most amount of cannabis smoke in the air on planet Earth yeah, for like that year. People are <laughs> gathering in parks. And like I know uh, before legalization, yeah. there was people at the oh, ledge boy. all the time and, and doing things and, yeah. you know, hopefully respectfully cleaning up. And yeah, it's been it's been a, a weird couple of 420s lately because, you know, usually you'd go into a pot store and there'd be like tons of people and, and pop-ups and different things. But because we haven't really been able to hang out, maybe this 420 will be a little bit different than the past few. Yeah, right. Uh, hopefully. Um, <laughs> I think it should be. I know uh, for my, my 420, I'll be, I'm working uh, uh, a pop-up downtown, uh, Armstrong Block Cannabis, uh, the Dave and Oilers game. Uh, so, yeah, so they're always busy. I'm wearing my McDavid jersey, though. I'm real pumped about that. Where, what, where um, are you going to be? What store are you going to be at? Uh, it's called Armstrong Block Cannabis. All right. All right. I yeah, might they're have just to come downtown. Yeah, it's actually yeah, super cool store uh, right kind of the heart of downtown. It's at 104 Street, that street they closed down for the little market. Yeah. That's a great yeah. area. And hopefully it'll yeah, be beautiful. Totally. Like we're already getting melting. Well, it snowed last night, but we're getting melting and so we could have a beautiful 420 this year. Yeah, fingers crossed, buddy. Yeah, maybe we'll be hitting some Jeffries. So let's get back to the one mm -hmm. gram blunts. And you know, when when <laughs> when somebody when you can go to a party and and it can uh, get to somebody who has that much experience. I mean, I, I'm wondering yeah. how long one of those blunts lasts. Like that's a full gram, uh, thick, heavy blunt. Like that's gonna last a, a decent while at a party too. 
Uh, yeah, it did. Uh, definitely did. Yeah, it went around and got, got quite a few people still. A few people like, yo, that Jeffrey. And I'm like, it just, I guess it made me so like proud to hear, you know, <laughs> uh, it's like my child, you know, doing well in a, on a test at school yeah. when people are like, Hey, this weed's good. Um, yeah. And you know, it comes in a nice like glass dube tube too. Um, yeah, I, uh, big, big fan of it. And, you know, we named it after our, our COO and our president, uh, Jeffrey Gossain. And, uh, he's just, he's an amazing guy. Uh, super like, proud to, to work with them and um and also the the movie there that get him to the creek yeah. uh, uh with uh russell brand and uh jonah hill and puff daddy that scene with the jeffrey uh kills me i've like watched it recently and uh you know they're petting the sh- petting the furry wall and puff daddy's so messed up like it's <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, it's a nice little treat, the Jeffrey. What, They're uh, uh, you, doing really well. You have your own personal version of a of a. I don't know if it's the, it's not the same thing, a one gram blunt. But you name a joint that you guys make, right? Wait, sorry, I I named what you what you mean? and your buddies have have a name for a joint that you guys make and you put together like it has some some keef oh, and some the, the, the beef the, the beefcake. No, or, I don't know. No, no. It's, oh, it, the Wilson. The Wilson. That's what it is. The Wilson. That's what yeah. I, was, I was trying to remember. Yeah, it's from okay. uh, like the yeah. Wilson from uh, Castaway or something like that. But tell yeah. what, what's the Wilson? <laughs> Let's talk about the Wilson. <laughs> that's that's my boy. Uh, it, like we played football together. Uh, he's been kind of a huge cannabis friend of mine for since 97 uh we've been smoking weed for for a long time together uh and he consumes a lot and uh it's the point where he'll throw let's say seven grams of bud into his coffee grinder he'll throw three or four grams of shatter if he's got some finger rub or some hash he'll throw that in it's always just kind of any cannabis derivative chucks it all into the the coffee grinder uh buzzes it up uh and then rolls those joints and and like uh one like a one gram joint, let's say, like uh, my buddy will, will mow his entire lawn front and back. And it's a big lawn and the joint will still be smoking. Like they take forever to smoke. Uh, and every time I go to see him and he has a Wilson, I am just, I'm glued for a bit. So <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun. <laughs> ah, I like that. Um, so we talked about um, the, the one gram blunt. Tell me a little bit about the quality of this joint of this, uh, of, of the Jeffrey. Yeah, uh, so I, I've smoked two of them already, um, and they burnt great. Uh, it was a good, good tasting experience too. I'm not a, the biggest fan of blunts when they're they've got that heavy tobacco uh, flavor. I just find I'll cough more with the tobacco blunt, but uh, not so much with the hemp. Um, and it's it's April Kush, so it's it's got a really nice earthy flavor to it. That as I smoke it, I feel like my eyelids just get heavier and heavier and heavier. And, you know, my motivation to get off the couch is like, ah, you can do that later. Like it's, it's very relaxing. Um, very cool. Uh, not necessarily like a uh, scream and puff daddy, uh, on the movie, but, uh, someone asked me like, what's in it? Like, what'd you guys say? I'm like, it's just weed. <laughs> And and I love the Terps. I mean, like twenty five percent THC, and you know that's that's going to be hopping for a lot of people. But I just, you know, again going back to the terpenes and and three percent, and and you know you guys list them, and and I think that's very important because the taste, the smell, 
And even the effect. I mean, some people look at Myrcene and think, ah, oh, that puts me right to sleep. And everybody's a little bit different. Uh, I love caryophylline. I just love the, the spicy, peppery taste with it. Uh, so I think that's so important uh, that there's 3% terpenes in these Jefferies. Yeah, for sure. It, it definitely matters. And, and, and with, with that touch on putting terpene percentages on packages, I'm just going to say this. This was before I even worked with the company Natural History, but uh, they were the first ones in, in, the, uh, in the rec game to, to do that. And I remember being in store, and when I first got that delivery of LA Kush Cake, I remember like seeing that and be like, what the? <laughs> Percentage of terpene? I grabbed all my staff. Look at this. I was showing the regulars. Have you ever seen this before? And regulars were like, what is terpene? What does that mean? You know, but I got so excited about it because it was great to see that kind of like more transparency and, and now we've we've you know, gone down the rabbit hole with it. And, and some LPs are, you know, putting um, the master grower that grew it and his signature on it and uh, how it was grown and how long of a cure and what kind of a flush they did. And, uh, it's, it's amazing to see. I think, uh, you know, some folks might look at that and be like, don't care, throw the container and, you know, smoke the cannabis. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks, folks like me, I'm going to, I'm going to read every little bit about that and, and nerd out a bit. So it's, I think it's great to share that info. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think the the more information we can get, first of all, it's more transparency. You find you know a little bit more about what's in the plant, so I think that's great. And I love the fact that uh, we we are telling the natural history of of cannabis and you know the origin story today of one of the most famous phrases and maybe the most famous phrase in cannabis 420 Mm -hmm. goes back to the Waldos. And now people that are listening can flex this knowledge on 420 and be like, Hey, do you know the origin story of this? And then they're going to be like, you're making that up. Like, No, let's listen to it right now. And then they'll be listening to us as they go. And and it just continues. So I think that's brilliant, a brilliant uh, decision to go with the origin story of 420 now, because uh, people will have it ahead of time when they hit 420. Yeah, for sure. Deal. Beautiful. Thanks as always, my man. I cannot wait to uh, go out and grab a Jeffrey at my local Plant Life Cannabis. I was uh, at the Aaron Ridge store and Megan took care of me really well uh, the other day. Had some great... suggestions uh you know i'm getting a little bit more into the cbd uh and i cannot wait to to go out to either uh, plant life in Aaron ridge or plant life in jensen lakes pick up some jeffries and and really and maybe i'll save that for 420 and i'll get one before they all sell out uh but i'll have to maybe <laughs> save one for 420 or something like that yeah that's a good idea man i, sh- I should do that too but I just, I have a tough time saving weed. There you go. Chris, as always, this has been a lot of fun, man. Thanks so much for the great story, the great knowledge, the great information, and have yourself a wonderful week. Sweet. Thanks, Dino. Uh, You too, buddy. Smoke some grass